Hello and welcome to Cast Pod to Your Witcher. I'm your co-host Dov. I'm your co-host Aaron. And I'm your co-host Mag. And today we're discussing the short story A Little Sacrifice from the Sword of Destiny anthology. Good. It's a good story. It is ve- it's yeah. a very good story. <laughs> right, yeah. podcast o- episode over. We can go home now. <laughs> <laughs> You're all welcome. The the content has been provided. (laughs) We're um, off. It's another bit of a DLC story. um, In the sense that it's not really a massive... It really does feel like a DLC. It even has that kind of... Goes to a kind of of out-of-the-way location... Like mm. away from the main events of the of the saga, um, like like vibe the DLCs mm. frequently have. DLC story mm-hmm. is a very correct term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, just uh, just for our our show watching listeners, um, this is another one that has not been adapted for the show yet, and don't know if it will. But I think it is referenced by yes. exactly one Yaskier line. Where yes. he goes, we, could go, we could go to the coast. Because there's literally <laughs> Geralt and Yaskir going on a beach vacation and yes. getting in trouble, as they do. It's, um, yeah. it, it is, I think, referenced in Witcher 1 quite explicitly. Um, because they go to a coastal location and the, the baddies that are in the story are in that as well. But it's a bit more... Well, we'll get into the detail of it, but uh, yeah... Um, so oh in... shit! Oh yeah, what do you know? Yeah, while Geralt yeah, are tra- you know? and 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 Yaskir are trapped on a beach, re- on essentially a beach vacation. Yeah, they're by a large lake over there. But yeah, there's what you know. Yeah, yeah. And and your actual lady of the lake is there as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we are this time. Uh, Dandelion and Geralt are once once again flat broke, um, wandering around and looking for work. Uh, Yaskir's annoyed because Geralt's been turning away work before they get confronted by a gentleman who wants them to who offers them the chance to perform at a wedding for basically yes. for, for board and food. Um, yes, but this happens after um, the weirdly horny introduction to the story, which is Geralt chatting with a topless mermaid and trying to convince her to marry a duke. Sapa continually <laughs> talking about her tits, yes. Her charms. Yes, as that was put in English. That's what it was in the in the Lithuanian as well. But but like the Lithuanian yeah. word for it, I mean, like the Lithuanian word for it is a bit more pervy. The word they continually use is grozibis, which yeah translates roughly as charms, but also kind of like literally it would translate as something beautiful, right? So like beauties, <laughs> like. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, beauties. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, this gets so explicit. Literally, the first... Ooh, we're knockers, sort of language. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Second line. <laughs> literally, the second line of the story is, Geralt saw she had gorgeous, utterly perfect breasts. Like, okay. And it goes into detail with describing the nipples. Like, come on, man. It's just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's <laughs> basically working to try and... It's a, it's a very little mermaid. He's trying to persuade uh, Shinaz, the mermaid, acting as an intermediary, talking in the elder tongue to mm-hmm. wed the uh, local Aglaval, prince. Yeah. the local duke slash prince guy who wants her to be a human 
so that, you know, he can enthusiastically get with her and marry her. And she, of course, wants him to turn into a merman so that he can join her watery shenanigans. And she she seems to think he can't breathe under sea is, is only an excuse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. Um, the little problem of his lungs is, <laughs> yeah. is getting in the way. <laughs> and also she's kind of baby crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, also, also, yeah, like, she I she disparages. I want to have his fry. <laughs> she disparages the concept of sex. She disparages the concept of lesbian sex specifically. Yeah, uh, but like also like any kind of sex because it initially is is referring to the fact that like she refers initially to the fact that he was proposing to play games on the sand and then she says that she actually has yeah. female friends who do that much better mm-hmm. and then and then she goes on a tangent about how she thinks it's only it's 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 only suitable for um essentially mature children, children. before they shed their scales yeah. yeah. She disparages the yeah. concept of sex. So that's something. Yes. Very, very strong yes. culture clash. <laughs> yes. um, horny is banned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All she seems to care about is that she is uh, ripe for spawning and wants to have his fry and everything else is, yes, foolish games. So that is interesting. So, yes, we're having a bit of a conflict between the um, the mermaid and her human lover. Yeah, and he's, he's saying, oh, just get it over and done with. I, I don't, don't want to piss around with this. Throw a net over and just <laughs> just drag her <laughs> into the boat. <laughs> and Geralt advises against this for multiple reasons, amongst others. You know, do you want yeah. to get married on the basis of having kidnapped this, this woman? Or also, there might be angry mermaids nearby and a kraken who will just kill you if, if she calls out to them. <laughs> all fair arguments <laughs> well it's quite clever as well because he frightens the the duke's men into to refusing to obey his orders because now they're afraid of the kraken yes <laughs> yes <laughs> uh... <laughs> things that just happen and, and... yes yeah, so, and the, the idea of sort of a sacrifice uh for love is is, is brought up right at the start um, you know, and she what she's furious about is that you know whoever loves makes sacrifices, and she says she makes sacrifices for him every day, hauling herself up onto the rocks, and he won't make a sacrifice for her. So the whole running theme and name mm. of the story is sort of referenced basically right away. Yeah, and she sort of tells him to um, <laughs> to dry up. <laughs> of course, uh, yes. <laughs> he translates very eloquently to go drown I yourself. Love this bit um it's it feels for those of us reading well we're all reading in translation for those of us reading in translation it feels very meta to have this like Geralt oh yeah not just literal but like culturally appropriate translation yeah it it is really clever the elder to dry up he's like translating culturally between her idea of drying up and the land people idea of drowning yeah it's an actual translation rather than very meta when you're reading in translation He's not a machine translator. He's an actual translator. There was a whole thing as well, um, like that I found interesting is like like um, is actually just precisely the fact that like more people speak elder. Like mm-hmm. yes, um, I basically just a melodious version of it. Yeah, yeah, like a sing-songy <laughs> version of it. Like mm-hmm. like um, the antsy. Like they um like 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 um. Does it say melodious in the English translation? Because like in the Lithuanian, it's made quite clear that it's actually literally just sung, as in they sing. The it's, words. it's 
it's pretty much yeah and it's referred to later on when Essie's talking it you know Geralt talks as like a, you know a lumbering crow of it but because Essie's a singer <laughs> yes. yeah then it comes out What's... well Aye. one of the things I love about the audiobook version is I mean the the English language audiobook version the guy, the guy they got to to read it is is just incredible he fully sings all of this dialogue Jesus Aww. Christ okay that's very that's cool enthusiasm. Yeah, every time they're speaking mermaid elder he sings that is very cool <laughs> so it's like kind of yes. Russell Crowe in <laughs> sort of thing. yeah he also sings every single one of Dandelion's songs that is also very cool like, comes up with a melody for it and sings that is very that's cool that's dedication <laughs> Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So after after they've departed, having not thrown a net around this poor lady and her having gone away in a tantrum, justifiably so. Um, I'm not implying you know impudence. She's rightly angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Geralt are wandering around and are approached by the good Duke Al- Ag- Aglaval. No, 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 they get kicked out. Oh, because, no. no, so they go to him to get paid. Like, who refuses to pay Geralt for anything because he's failed to secure him his bride. I don't pay good intentions. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so this is, yeah, where Geralt runs into Dandelion and has to explain to Dandelion that he's not getting paid because Aglaval won't pay him for the work. And there, there are no protections result. for the self-employed. Yes. And then, of course, we get the flashback to what happened to land them in the circumstance that they're in yes which is that they are completely skint because they kept running into um, trouble caused by dandelion <laughs> oh to be fair though Geralt says unlike 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 show Geralt, book Geralt isn't mad at dandelion yes because in fact the rangers of the forest who are the people dandelion provoked are arseholes <laughs> well yeah, but like, but like, also like, it's good. He, he, like, his entire internal monologue makes it very clear that, like, you know, Dandelion did provoke them. It is his oh, fault. Oh yeah. Geralt's just not mad yeah. at him because Geralt in the books actually, like, actually Geralt in the books really does just really like Dandelion and like forgives him everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's both that he likes Dandelion and forgives him everything and isn't a fan of people who go around killing elves and dryads. Yeah, but I think, like, also just, like, in this case, it is just the thing that, like, he just likes Dandelion and forgives him everything. <laughs> it's like, true. I think that's the takeaway here, to be honest. <laughs> but especially because, like, there's 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 a whole moment after that where, like, actually uh, Dandelion doesn't even believe Geralt, like, by actually staying quiet and, like, you know, getting self-conscious about it. But yeah. Geralt's internal monologue is telling us that he's he's actually not angry at Dandelion. Well, it explicitly says, yeah. yeah, the Witcher did not bear Dandelion a grudge for provoking the rangers of the forest. <laughs> he was not innocent yeah. either, for he could have intervened and held the bard back. He did not. <laughs> either way, the point being, they, they picked a fight with, with the rangers of the forest who are arseholes who kill elves and dryads. Uh, They're like the anti scoyotel yeah 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 uh ended up having to pay some fines um to to the local court uh but got off with no worse than that because the 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 local judge knew dandelion um and uh but as a result had absolutely no money Geralt and dandelion couldn't find any work they've been selling their few possessions to have enough money to eat and they have kind of run out of those so yeah having not particularly great beach vacation which is why um again when they're offered room and board the offer is not 
They they make a deal to both basically accept the first job that comes along, um, because 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 a farmer turns up and like offers Dandelion essentially a job singing as the second bard at the wedding. Yes, which he takes <laughs> yes. a lot of offense to. <laughs> like, but yes. uh, but but Geralt convinces him just because they're in such a desperate state financially. Like a little yes. sacrifice, friend. Nothing more. Yes. Well, you know, even says Dandelion, please do it for me, which I think is the only time we hear Geralt beg Dandelion in the entire <laughs> book series. Well, hunger will do that to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then we find that we find out that the name of the first bard at this at this at this celebration is. Essie Davin. Mm. Poor Essie. Yes. Mm. So um, yeah. they, I think it cuts to the wedding and the singer's already performing and Geralt seems to be dressed up quite nicely with his silver studded jacket and belt buckle probably still stinking. <laughs> and he discovers the nickname of the the troubadours, Little Eye Little Eye and Dandelion have a little bit of a to and fro clearly, you know, a flirtatious bit of banter, but Ultimately, they're just long-standing pals. Uh, it's actually interesting. Yes. There's there's a very interesting bit of world building here, um, mm. that like gets actually kind of casually dropped by Sapek, and I don't, I don't think he realized its longer-term implications when he wrote some other things about Dandelion later on. Uh, mm. But um, he he just so mentions that uh, that Dandelion just so mentions that he's known Essie almost since childhood. Like, which is, I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about this, because we've not yet gotten to certain bits of Dandelion's backstory that are revealed later on in the series, but that's interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course, yes. Since her childhood, surely, because she's 18. Yes, and she does refer to her as being, well, he uses the nickname Poppet for her, which is usually quite, you know, a diminutive term of endearment yeah you know. yeah like and he Say calls her almost like a, li- a little sister to him like yes um mm-hmm. so yeah that that would that would actually make more sense because like i kind of forgot everyone's ages and i was just like because if they literally yeah. knew both like if both of them knew each other from childhood that would have been very interesting world building given yeah, given no. so she would have to be a half elf yeah. as well <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, the, the story describes her as, you know, could not have been older than 18, so I'm guessing he probably ran into her when she was quite a young student at Oxenford or something. Mm. That that sounds believable. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's described as having this beautiful blonde curly hair and this these beautiful eyes and just a nice, um, charming young troubadour, who yeah. obviously Dandelion is, is well, know, has known for a long time. Yes, and um, Geralt Though he acts like he's not that taken with her later, is immediately struck that, you know, with regard to Essie Davin, even somebody as little susceptible to poetry as the Witcher had to concede the aptness of her nickname for in her agreeable and pretty but otherwise unremarkable little face shone a huge, beautiful, shining, dark blue eye which riveted the gaze, you know saying things like eyes like stars uh, he, he Geralt considered the expression eyes like stars banal and hackneyed but, you know, in this case he, Yes, he was charmed by her mm-hmm. that silly bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he tries i'm i'm so confused about how Geralt feels about essie really but we'll get to that when we get to it yeah but the, yes yeah, so, so... Geralt wanders out 
Um, well, no, they've got a, a discussion with Aglaval first, don't they? Um, he kind of cuts to the real reason he wanted them around, and it's to sort of investigate the disappearances around the dragon's fangs. Yes. So basically, we learn that one of the, the, the major industries in these parts is pearl diving, um, and that um, as of late, there have been fewer and fewer pearls near the coast, which is just another one of these lovely little things that Sapak likes to drop in about humans' effect on the environment and overfishing and mm. that sort of thing. Um, and that they've been having to, they're, that they're, the pearl divers have been having to go further and further out from the, the, the shore towards this rock formation called the Dragon's Fangs. And that um, recently there's been a, a bit of an issue where uh, a crew um, on a boat of seven people have all been killed quite mysteriously, bodily, but, but brutally, yes. Were never recovered. Yeah, decks yeah, the, covered so in the, blood. The boat is still there. Yeah, covered in blood, but there's no bodies. Yeah, so they're sort of discussing what it could be. Could it be, you know, well, it's probably not a cracking because the boat wasn't destroyed. Um, it's probably not. Um, what else did they rule out? Um, oh, it couldn't have been a knife fight because, you know, it doesn't result in all the bodies disappearing. Yeah. Uh, it, they, they think it was some kind of sea monster. It's later Essie who tries to figure out what it is when she's talking to Geralt mm. by the shore. But at this point, they're just sort of like, well, it must have been some kind of sea monster because pirates in a, or a knife fight doesn't cause this. Um, and of course, Geralt has agreed to take whatever job comes his way because Dandelion relented despite his pride and took this job performing at a simple merchant's son's banquet. Um, yes. So he has to, he has to accept. Yeah, and uh, we also get a nice bit of Geralt sheepishly trying to get some food from the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He tries to sneak food off the table, yeah. Sort of... I love the way this is described. Just like, you know, he gazed longingly at the rapidly vanishing pickled herrings. <laughs> Nobody has gazed longingly at pickled herring. <laughs> Okay, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, <laughs> it's actually it's actually a very a very very typ- typical Eastern European if seaside feast. Actually, I was thinking of fermented herring rather than pickled herring. Oh God, no! <laughs> but yes, no, you're not just, wrong. You're not wrong. Can I just say I'm a vegetarian? So I mean, I get to say pickled herring because it's herring. <laughs> Eh, fish isn't meat. <laughs> we also get um, we get so in this scene we get uh, dandelion um, singing dearly at Miss Vereka, uh, uh, Viverka, um, one of the less comely girls on the bench. It's described as yes, like every <laughs> t- dandelion dedicates a song to her, and with every note she becomes more and more beautiful. And Geralt comments <laughs> yes. internally. Like, Geralt is having a whole moment where he's immediately reminded of Yen because he comments internally that his spells are even more effective than the ones, than the, than the magical bombs that Yennefer makes and sells in their shop in Vingerberg. Yes. And meanwhile, while Dandelion's trying to seduce Miss Viverka, uh, Geralt's having to listen to an old man go on about abomination, shame, disgrace. About how <laughs> specifically <laughs> about how about how 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 modern youths have got like have completely, you know, like lost all sense of basic morality. Like it's it's great yeah. because like what Zapik is really doing here is really describing most family weddings I have gone to 
in that there is always <laughs> one old man who does that in the corner. Complaining about the Vizima Wokarate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As I just like claim that Tapak needs to go to horny jail sometimes, I'm really pleased that he like writes quite sneeringly about people complaining about uh, I love the way it's worded. The elderly gentleman stubbornly described sexual freedom as quote-unquote laxity, so Geralt had some difficulty keeping a straight face. It's like, is it... I just love that Zapek gives zero fucks. <laughs> like... <laughs> like, it's interesting that, like, like, like the, the, the English translation just, just calls sexual just calls it sexual freedom, because, like, the Lufanian one, like, like, described it more loosely as just, I mean, like, liberalism of belief, basically. <laughs> Okay. You know what? Okay, what I'm going to do before next time is I'm going to download the Polish version so that we can just get the literal like translation of the actual individual words. Like on Google Translate, see. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that would give us like the literal. It's still, it's still in this case used. very visibly refers to the same thing because like mm-hmm. that's kind of like a Lufadian language euphemism for it of sorts. Uh huh. Like, like, uh-huh. well. It, not exactly, not normally, right? Like, but like in this case, it very obviously is because it like clearly means the fact that people sleep around and shit. But like, yes, yeah. Although this is interesting, yes. this is an interesting world building because that does establish this possibly actually not, uh, not just Geralt who fucks all the time, but actually this is just normal in Northern Kingdoms. There, like, we we this oh. is never stated, but but we don't know this actually. But like, it's very, it's it's. It's it's a it's it's it, like actually completely you know um, accepted for unmarried people to sleep around the shitload. Mm. Actually, I think it is because there's something that there's, gets referenced there's in another, part nine of the story. There's another bit later on where um, Dandelion refers to uh, the uh, land uh, of Barso, uh, where a stupid custom requires exactly. to guard their chastity yeah. until marriage. So. So it's quite possible. It does seem to look like the Northern Kingdoms are actually just generally weirdly sexually liberated. I mean, yes. they they use like sorceress. One of the main services sorceresses provide is you know um, sexual contraception. Liberated. Yeah, contraception and yeah. like Viagra to men, basically. Well, so, that was like, that was that yeah. was that was at least in the TV series. But like, no, I'm actually pretty sure it was well, the, must I mean, have been Yen mentioned in the a books as well. Viagra spell on Geralt. So. Well, yeah, actually, yes, she did. Yes forgot about the Vi- viagra spell the, the viagra yeah. spell is canon okay so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um um yeah yeah no you're right like 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 the the northern realms just seem to be actually a remarkably sexually liberated place well i think that's possibly like the one good one of the few good things sapic was building into this world because he also like you know later we do get like a pretty strong like pro-choice like monologue so <laughs> there's like racism well, you better genocide and imperialism <laughs> but like but there's lots of, but 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 every but everyone everyone like you know um takes takes uh sex quite normally apparently i, yes. I mean you've got like Dandelion better be pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd fucking hope, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we get. Um... I I also I also I also have to admit that I'm sadly almost certain that Dandelion is against uh, mandatory child support payments. Um, like, <laughs> like, I would assume he probably is. <laughs> statistically, it just feels likely. Mm. Yeah. So um, yeah, Essie slinks out, and of course Geralt follows her to a balcony, and 
and they have a weird moment. Yeah, Geralt. Yeah. Um, so oh, we forgot that forgo- we skipped over, over the bit where Geralt insults Essie first. <laughs> Like, for no good reason. Yeah, as he just, like, was basically just asking, like, hey, what are you up to? Are you working? And he just, like, is, like, working for the Duke, probably doesn't want his life sung from the rooftops. Like, <laughs> mm. oh, oh like, yeah. Not every the, part the, is the, the, like, the, calm down. The Lufadian one is even harsher than this, where, where he basically just goes, I can only assume that some people don't want their personal lives, like, to be sung about in the market square. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like actually quite mean to Assy. Yeah, he's horrible um, when to her. Inside, yeah. Yeah. So he he, d- he doesn't just slink out. He does slink out to like apologize. Um, yes. It's, it's and then a, and then a, and then attempts to shift. Yes. Um. He 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 mentions the faint smell of verbena. Um. He likes the smell of verbena, but not. It's not as nice as lilac and gooseberry. Who smells yep. lilac and gooseberry? Man's got <laughs> bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he attempts to draft. Um, yeah. So yeah, as yeah, one so... just does after thinking about how much she is not as good as the as the woman you're in love with, he just attempts to shift her. <laughs> yes. So um, and she's she does this sort of weird thing where she kind of pulls back but doesn't really, and then like leans right into the kiss, and then is just sort of like, well, I don't know if you're looking for a woman for the night, but you know, I'm not looking for a man. Let's go back in. <laughs> it's just very very weird. The whole thing is very weird. It is. It is. It is quite strange. She like she's like yeah. leaning. Yeah, she's leaning back but pulling him in as she they, leans back. They do kiss. They do explicitly yeah. kiss, and then and then she pulls aside yeah, and, and goes, "Why did you do this?" And but she's pulling him away. Yeah, yeah, so like they describe or he describes how like she's trying to like she's arching back and like gripping his hands as if she's going to try to get away, but then she's kissing him eagerly, but then is like, Yeah, why did you do this? Like it They're both pretty weirded out by the whole thing. Yeah. And Geralt yeah. gives no solid answer. Yeah. Well, because he yeah, he has no idea what he's doing either. <laughs> and they kind yeah. and, and she kind of just forgives him for whatever indeterminate offense was just committed and they go back into the hole uh, well i mean the, the, but the, the, the section kind ends of with this the section ends with her saying i'll sing for you so you know yeah and then uh, the, the next section starts with um Geralt laying in bed back at the, the the attic of the inn and dandelion walking in and um Geralt just Geralt lays on of... his back in bed a lot that, like he, he does, like he does default, that like confused he, and upset pose. Yeah, he does. He does that all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like he does that all the time in in a shared device as well. He does it in the show a fair bit. <laughs> Geralt just lies depressed a lot of the time. That's yes. you know same. Um, yeah, I mean fair. Hoops among us. Um, right. <laughs> of course, he starts. Uh, needling Dandelion the second he walks in that he didn't think he'd be back tonight. He thought he'd be with Miss Viverka. And it turns out that Dandelion is uh, playing 4D chess here and that he's only been trying to flatter Miss Viverka <laughs> yeah, to just... provoke jealousy from Akaretta, who is much prettier, basically. Um, 4D chess, indeed. Horny 4D chess. <laughs> yes. Horny 4D chess. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, more um, like, like, let's be real here. Fuckboy 4D chess, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is, chess. this is, 
I hope not 69. I, I hope he doesn't. I hope, it, I hope he ends up being left behind by both of these women. Because just. Yeah. He doesn't deserve it. Um, like. But. <laughs> it is fuckboy 4D chess. Like. Absolutely. Like, um, like, um, and then, you know, Dandelion's getting kind of snippy back at Geralt, you know, like. Because Geralt. It's just it's weird that Geralt's, you know, being snippy with him for chasing girls. And. Well, the, yeah, they they, they uh, bicker a bit, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> Geralt says Dandelion's boring. You know, you're all um, girls bombs tits. girls bombs tits. Incomplete happiness. Which, by the way, um, <laughs> kisses interrupted by dogs set on you by your lover's parents. Which, which, to be clear, to be clear, considering Geralt is a self-insert of Andrzej Sapkowski, is a bit hypocritical because that's basically yes. all that Sapex like fucking like prose is <laughs> like <laughs> in this fucking short story yes. yes but of course um dandelion sees straight through why Geralt's in this yeah mood. because because Geralt makes a comment about how like probably you know all this vacuousness is just the dark side of musical talent and and dandelion is just like immediately ah it's not about me actually okay cool yeah, he just yeah, calls me. Okay. You're, you're the most normal man in the world. <laughs> yeah. You try and hide it by, you know, acting like this freak, but really you're just incredibly normal and boring at heart, just like anyone else. Yeah, yeah, but like he also yeah. he also figures out that Geralt is really com- through complaining about Dandelion, actually complaining yeah. like unfairly and for no apparent good reason about Essie and mm. Dandelion. Yeah, especially because Geralt is like making assumptions about Dandelion and Essie that Dandelion seems like less than impressed by Geralt making yeah, the assumption yeah, I mean, that uh, he knows her well in the biblical sense, basically. Yeah, yeah like because 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 uh, like Dandelion makes a comment that he knows Essie very well, and 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 like and Geralt goes, "I'm sure you do," like which is just a very arsehole thing for fucking Geralt to say, and then. And then yeah. da- Dandelion clarifies that, no, not in the biblical sense. I have known her almost since childhood. She's like a little sister to me. Which is actually the only sweet thing Dandelion in the books pretty much ever does. Um, mm. <laughs> or says. Like, in that, in that, like, it's, you know, like, I, I just find it personally, like, really sweet that, like, you know, despite the fact that he is... Book, book Dandelion is a massive fuckboy. Sorry, show viewers. If you read, you'd know. Um, like, like I, I, well, I had an interaction with someone on Twitter who was like, he, they'd only played, like, The Witcher 3, and so they're like, oh, no, I'm Team Triss. She's, like, really sweet and everything like that. It's like, oh, how little you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we are not far from getting into blood of elves. Like, so. like the the best the best thing fucking thing about like all of that discourse as well is that like even if you've played the games, if you think about it for like more than a second, there are concerning fucking things in just the games as well, in terms yep. of Triss's conduct. But anyway, later on, later on, um, <laughs> like oh, I found the eyes reference. I, there's an eyes reference right in that bit about Geralt being normal. Do you know what your problem is, Geralt? You think you're different. You flaunt your otherness, what you consider abnormal. You aggressively impose the that abnormality on others, not understanding that for other people who that for people who think clear-headedly you're the most normal man under the sun, and they all wish that everyone was so normal. What of it that you have quicker reflexes than most and vertical pupils in sunlight? Oh yes. boy, yes, that here that that, that must be the first one. It is, it it is, is canon. It is canon. 
Oh my god. As of halfway through Sword of Destiny, it's canon. Oh my god. Guys, guys, guys. Everyone listening, we have fucking found the eyes. (laughs) It is canon. Oh my god. Insane. And then, like, you know, I will laugh if this turns out to never be referenced in the in the books ever again. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Because if it gets mentioned once in a DLC story, I still think the show is right to not go with the vertical people. Yeah, yeah, like, like I, I would argue that maybe, like, it's debatable if it's canon. Um, but, like, um... Yeah, given yeah, that she um, else has kind of skipped over from the short stories. Uh, fuck me, this disconnected again. Holy shit. Also, I will note that it does say, in sunlight... Like, so that's different from having cat eyes all the time. It just means that yeah, in sunlight, his pupils adapt to be vertical. I mean, that that is weird to me in itself, because you'd think that, if anything, you, your pupils should adapt in darkness. Like, yeah. that would be a useful mutation. <laughs> oh, what he's is got the... really good well, day vision. Like, yeah, what is the well, point in very sense, good that day that vision? Makes... <laughs> but isn't that what cat's eyes do? Like, it's when it's bright that they're, like super narrow and vertical and then when it's dark that they go super wide and round yeah well you do see um Geralt's eyes go super okay wide so what you're basically saying is that actually Geralt Geralt's eyesight is better in the dark and worse in the daylight than the average <laughs> humans that's still well, not well, a very useful that you see mutation in the dark like a cat that is that is a shit mutation if they if they <laughs> like no offense witchers but rethink your lives like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um yeah now they're at the beach after having this well they do no they reconcile sort of they sort of you know have their their dear friends tiff and so they, they just oh, and then there's this politely that's, like, say good night extremely about like Geralt's like trauma and shit as well right yeah there's very important stuff um, actually psychologically yeah. here that like um, Dandelion sort of yeah. um, accurately psychoanalyzes Geralt by going that like the entire yeah, that he essentially decided that SC was only expressing um, interest wink wink in him um, because mm-hmm. um, because because Geralt like pathologizes himself and he thinks that like the only reason why women other than Yennefer have interest in him is because uh, you know he's strange and abnormal More and exotic. More of a downright perverted curiosity. Yeah. Uh, that she looks as you though you were a queer fish, a two-headed calf, or a salamander in a menagerie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, that, I mean, that it's interesting off because he's story. a mutant. Yeah. Like following on from the last story and what it says about his self-image when he saw the um, Doppler, and comparing that yes. to how he views himself in this, yeah. Yeah, he can't conceptualize himself as being normally attractive. And it becomes so. clear why Geralt attempted to kiss Essie, which is to say to essentially... To see if he could. Yeah, like, like like basically basically to, to, to fucking kind of like check if that's all that, it all, all that it was, but like in a kind of like unfair and shitty way. Like, mm-hmm. like where, like as as Dandelion puts it, also to kind of have revenge on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, exactly. And then um, we also get to understand that Dandelion and Yennefer don't get along, and that Dandelion's basically actively trying to break up Geralt and Yen. Dandelion at least has very much decided that Yennefer is not good for Geralt. Which, to be fair, given what the that the last interaction between Yennefer and Geralt was, um him finding out that Yen had been plowing another guy off and on for about the same time as him. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah. It's a reasonable conclusion yes. to draw. Look, look, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's almost, it's almost understandable. Yeah. Um, I just, I just like that, um, there's this, like, Dandelion tries to, like, make up something about how old Yen is, and Geralt's immediate response is, you're lying, Yennefer loathes you, loathes you like the plague. Would not tell you this, yeah. <laughs> but, like, my favorite thing is that that's his response and not that is bullshit and physically impossible because the joke was that like yeah. she first laid with a man two years after the invention of the plow um, yeah. <laughs> like which is obviously <laughs> nonsense but like my favorite thing is that Geralt's response is not that that couldn't have happened but actually that no you're lying because she wouldn't tell you <laughs> <laughs> she hates you. Geralt, but, but this is the thing. Geralt implicitly kind of admits that he probably does not know if Yen isn't actually about two millennia old. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, the plow can only have been invented in this world after the conjunction of the spheres, because elves don't farm. I mean, it could have been brought along. Improvement. Yes, that's true. So, <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly yeah. on yeah moving yes. swiftly on yeah so this is the the beachy scene where they try and deduce what attacks them and Geralt wants to put off Bessie from travelling with them um, so yeah the, how they're deciding how they can actually get at the monster that killed the pearl divers one completely irrelevant tangent but uh, you're also ro- wrong on only after the convention of the spheres Aaron because you know there are more than elves and humans like um the halflings seem to have been around there forever and all they do is farm yes so that's true that is true also trade they also trade but they mostly farm okay well i will say that it does say the two furrow plow which was apparently not invented until like the early modern period if not later like very very recent that's like a like a recent invention Eh. in our world like considering that, like that, like the the humans in this world are implied to have escaped from our world. Mm-hmm. I think it's entirely possible that like humans in this world have yeah. always. Yen might had it. actually be older than the two fur of plow based on when it was invented in our world. According to <laughs> according to dandelions made up lie just now because that's actually because we do actually <laughs> know when Yen was born. <laughs> yes. yes. Like to be clear, <laughs> to be clear. Yeah. It's it's eleven seventy four. By the by, the reckoning of the Witcherverse on Bellatine. Okay, <laughs> Scottish Agricultural Implementmakers.co.uk says the modern double furrow plow was invented in 1867. That that is actually quite fucking late, mate. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Yen's actually older than that. According to Dandelion. <laughs> well, no, I, I would I would assume she's like more than 150 years old, right? Well, she is. She was, she, as I say, she... Yeah. yeah, so she is. She is actually literally older than the double furrow plow. Yeah, yeah I mean, fair... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> like, because, um, yeah, she was born in 1173. Like, a little sacrifice, while it's not exactly stated when it fucking happens, because, again, DLC story, um, I'm, I'm going to wager is probably... I'm looking at the timeline right now, basically. I'm going to wager it's probably after Season of Storms, right? Like, mm-hmm. give or take mid-1250s, which would make Yen about... Well, not a full not a full hundred years old, to be fair. I think actually at, at no point in the saga is Yen actually over 150 years old. Oh, fair enough. She is not that old, is what I'm saying. Alright. Okay, that was a very long diversion. That is probably mostly going to get cut. We should probably try to focus. 
Sorry, I, I tried. I tried. I know, I know, Megs. You try so hard, and we are the worst cats. <laughs> it's difficult, right? Anyway, <laughs> they are. The Geralt is trying to find a way to go to the thief. Yes, because nobody wants to sail out there because you know the murder. Yes. Um, yes. Which is when Essie advises him that actually such a thing as um, you know receding tide exists. <laughs> Yes. Like, yes. Um, yes, this is where Essie says, you know, she's from near the sea and she knows about these things and is trying to tell him that he's looking in the wrong place anyway because a sea monster would have wrecked the boat. I would like to make a note here, actually, about the fucking tides in the Witcherverse. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so obviously I am not a sea person. I don't know anything. But mm-hmm. it seems like a pretty intense tide if, like, there is a cliff above, you know, like, shall we say, you know, mid-range sea level where um mm-hmm. fucking that like that like during during um like high tide that like the water reaches almost to its top you know like that cliff that like Aglaval spoke on Shinas to Shinas from like but at low tide the fucking tide recedes as far down as literally like the continental shelf the <laughs> tides are pretty intense in this fucking ocean like yeah um, a little bit huh like I'm gonna wager that, like, the moon of this world must be... I mean, I don't know how exactly these things work, but I'm gonna wager that it must be significantly bigger than ours. Or closer. Or closer. Ba- or basically, closer. the tide works. <laughs> the tides work because... Great minds, Meg. When you, get, when you get... All the water on the Earth is pulled towards the moon. Yeah. The bit where the moon is closest. And on the other side of the planet as well, it has a similar effect. Yeah. Um. So then as it moves around, it just sort of pulls all the water towards it on the Earth. yeah. So, like, I'm wagering that it must be significantly closer than ours, right? Because that sounds like a pretty fucking significant tide chain. Yeah. Um, which would make sense. Yeah, so they, they decide it's not, um, it wasn't a squid girl or a killer whale or a Draco turtle. Um, you know, it didn't destroy the boat. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they... And then they're interrupted. <laughs> yes. By Alglaval showing up soaking wet, <laughs> furious that she and I isn't around. Yes, because he's, wa- he's waited three hours for Shinaz to turn up. Yes. And she's none too <laughs> present. And somehow this is Geralt's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who basically uh, says... And now he's angry as well that the rumours are that the Pearl Divers were killed because uh, it's Shinaz's revenge. Yes. Uh, that was the sort of implication of him. Um, and so, yeah, no, he's saying, well, I don't care how you do it, but you've got to get out there and sort this out. Um, mm-hmm. if you have to, you know, if you have to sail yourself there, um, and of course mm-hmm. this is when, you know, it's established that there is the tide. Um, Essie offers to sort of yes. help them sail out as well, and Geralt's like, no, don't be, don't be a, f- a fool. Um, there is a because nice Geralt has there, decided though. to do a mad plan to just walk there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just yeah, he'll just follow the tide and uh, hope for the best. I like um, one I, of the I, adjectives. Like, that's like used. honestly, like every every time I fucking read the story, I just go like, that is that is such an insane plan. Like, it makes total sense, but it's also so fundamentally risky. <laughs> yeah, I hope they know how to swim. Um, yeah, I, I like how they sort of um, describe Essie having a confusion of golden curls. Just just a nice little bit of writing. Which mm, you yeah. know, Sapek is prone to being an extremely good writer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, takes you'd never expect to hear on the Witcher cast. <laughs> Controversial, I Sapek, know. Sapek, a good writer. 
So we get um, a lot of sort of moralising in the conversation before they head off again. Yeah, because Dandelion decides to come along <laughs> with well, Geralt that into and the sort of, sea. We get um, a lot of introspection by Geralt as well. You know, he's like, I'm a witcher, it's my trade to risk my life. Children have nothing to do with it. And, you know, Essie's trying to persuade him to let her come along. And he's like, you know, no, no for all sorts of reasons. There, there's there, there's basically just a whole bit where he tries to make it out that like he's just a professional doing his job, um, that he's not at all worried about like anyone who might, you know, get hurt by these monsters. It's just that this is literally his trade. The night errant. But um, Essie observes that like when Aglaval offered him the job, um, he didn't try to haggle for price. Because it was like enough for Aglaval to guilt trip him with the fact that like the, the women and children will starve if they can't go not just pearl diving if... but also for oysters and lobster fishermen, and, and yeah, Essie's quite cynical. She's just kind of like he doesn't, you know, Aglaval doesn't care about like the children and the wives, right? He just wants pearls because that's how he makes his money. Yeah, yeah, like, but um, and Geralt denies that like this has this was a consideration at all, but like yeah, Essie no, observes that like quite soft. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. then Dandelion and Geralt go out to sea and do go in the literal sense, and that they walk across the Reseda tide. Yes. Dandelion's coming along because he wants to get Essie a, a present for her birthday. He's convinced that he will be able to find uh, what do you call them? A pearl. Yes, he's convinced he will collect all the oysters that he comes across, and one of them. Yeah, find an oyster. Yeah, like and yeah. find. He wants, a pearl he wants to get a pearl. pearl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dandelion sort of distracts himself with that while Geralt is looking for uh, what would be the source of their problems. And they come across a staircase descending into the water at the very edge of where the tide has receded. It's a, it's a very it's a very kind of a fucking Cthulhu and, you know, Lovecraftian kind of. Oh, oh yeah, it's like so Lovecraftian. Like, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. like, like, stares down into really, you know, like, kind of... It's called mm. East, not really, yeah, but yeah, it's... Yeah. That's where the difference is really... <laughs> they might as well be searching for Dagon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd originally read it as an Atlantis In the, the games, they do. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do explicitly... They are worshippers of a thing called Dagon, and you do go out to this yes. shrine and fight them and everything, yeah. That also yeah. has stairs leading down into a lake, yeah. Um, and so Dandelion's trying to remember a song about it... Um, which is quite grim. The heart of the bell sounds softly. It sings a song of death, of death which can be born more. Easily I think he's than writing a song. I think he's he's yeah. making that up on the spot. Like like I got the impression that he's trying to write a song. Uh, huh. They also um, see Shinaz. Oh, that was before this. That was before this. Well, it was it was before it was before this, but it'll also be in a little bit Bef- before, yes, before she briefly. This. Before there was a brief brief interchange where, where Aglaval turns up complaining that he waited on the beach for three hours and Shinaz didn't turn up and he, he blames Geralt for all of this because they communicated perfectly fine before Geralt translated for them. <laughs> like, under Aglaval's contract, might I remind you all. Yes. <laughs> like, and then after uh, Aglaval leaves, um, Geralt and Essie are still sitting by the coast holding hands, apparently. And Shinaz, um turns up and is furious that Aglaval left after oh, a measly three hours, of, just as she suspected, not even a hint of sacrifice, not a scrap of sacrifice. Um, so she's playing games, but is furious that Aglaval isn't playing them very well, basically. And then uh, she tries to imply that, that Geralt and Nessie would make a pretty couple. And... <laughs> 
Geralt's like, no, I barely know her, and Essie takes great exception to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take a bit of offence to this. It's weird for her to take great offence to this, because it is absolutely correct in the sense that he met her, like, less than 12 hours ago. <laughs> like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we also uh... learn that um, Essie speaks um, Elvish. Yes, yeah, she speaks fluent elder, elder yeah. and she does the mermaid version very beautifully. Because she she's, can sing. she's a singer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So after 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 that, we're this is when they go out into the water as we just described, and then um, just as um, they're noting the staircase, the stairway down into the water, um, the water around them sort of explodes with monsters with serrated scythe-like blades, and there's a there's a fight. And Geralt is fish people. Yeah. There's yes. a big old. It's just yeah, a sword fight normal stuff they're sentient fish guys talking yeah. some bubbly fish language and he just chops them up and gets a yes. gets a wound in his shoulder gets quite badly kind of injured and says if i get out of this i'll ride to yen and wengerberg and i'll try again if i get out of this so you yeah know, because he gets he gets story. attacked he gets attacked by a bunch of fish people and and, and his, has a moment a moment where he thinks he might be dying and is dying and his like prayer if he gets out of this is that you know i'll make it work with yen <laughs> And then Sheena and, saves him. Yes, with a yes. big old conch. Yes. Um, and and a dolphin. And a dolphin. <laughs> there is a course. dolphin. And um yeah, so so after they're they're rescued and they wake we come to them with as ever Geralt getting some <laughs> medical treatment as he is wont to do. <laughs> and getting complained at because Dandelion's been looking for pearls and seashells and just dumped them at the floor of the house. Yes, yes. So yeah, so Essie is sewing up Geralt's wound that Dandelion had made a hash of. Meanwhile, yeah, Dandelion has basically let the shellfish rot before he had a chat before he opened them and has just left the meat and shells everywhere. <laughs> Perhaps a group of passing ducks. <laughs> 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 fucking dandelion and, then, um, and found and found no pearls yes but there was this one cobalt blue shell that they picked up right out by the the dragon's fangs and dandelion uh, hands it to essie and says oh we haven't opened this one this is this is for you essie it's for your birthday Geralt chose it for you which he painfully did not um, yeah and in this essie finds a beautiful pearl which is a the, the, wor- the worst thing as well is that like is that like dandelion like is clearly like doing this because like because because um <laughs> he wants to like wash him wash his hands of the fact that like he didn't like manage to get like an actually good gift because he thinks yeah. this is worthless yeah because that's exactly. the reason why they hadn't opened it like, i really like, couldn't because... tell if it was because of that or if this is just dandelion trying to make it sound like Geralt knew about essie's birthday and cared i really can't tell because he is trying to i got i got i got the i got the impression that it's actually just dandelion being a dickhead because like <laughs> i think it says that it stinks yes what is quite like, funny like what also is- i mean it's a fucking anom- ano- unopened like you know oyster you know like yeah that's true <laughs> Um, like giving someone an unopened oyster is like kind of like going like yeah do the work yourself <laughs> like <laughs> speaking of which what is quite funny is um that Geralt when they were out walking on the beach Geralt had said like oh can you just open the shells here and just take back the pearls and Dandelion's like I don't carry a knife what do you take me for some like midnight stabber or something like that and but then when Essie picks up the, the, the shell here she just like takes a little knife off her belt and goes straight into it like Essie is a practical person who knows what she's doing <laughs> on top of things yes 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it turns out to actually contain a pearl. Yeah, yeah a big one. A big, beautiful blue pearl. I mean, I'm pretty sure they did a colonialism, actually. Um, but, like, because I'm pretty sure they basically just appropriated, like, some fucking random cultural object from the sea people. But, like... <laughs> yeah, they did, well, they did clearly trespass on their land and take their resources. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, Geralt, goddammit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and of course, unfortunately, because of this, uh, see thinking Geralt's been tremendously thoughtful and kind to her, she declares his, her love for him. Yeah, whereas Geralt yeah. is actually internally having a moment of, I can't say this because that would be terrible, but I actually don't feel much of anything for you except like a sort of resentment that you're not yet. Yep. Yeah, oh, this part, this part kills me because like, Essie is like, like so far gone in love with him that she's yeah. like oh I wish you just put me under a spell so that I'd know I'd just always be yours and that this wasn't my own doing and and then all Gerald is thinking and I think I have to read this part out is like if Yennefer feels like I do now when she's with me I feel sorry for her and I shall never be astonished again I will never hate her never again because perhaps Yennefer feels what I'm feeling right now feels a profound certainty that I ought to fulfill what is impossible to fulfill even more impossible fu- to fulfill than the relationship between Aglaval and Shianaz Certainly, a little that a little sacrifice. Sorry, certainty that a little sacrifice isn't enough here. You'd have to sacrifice everything, and there'd still be no way of knowing if that would be enough. No, I won't continue to hate Yennefer for not being able and not wanting to give me more than a little sacrifice. Now I know a little sacrifice is a hell of a lot. It's like he because he because Essie clearly loves him as much as he loves Yennefer. He feels like Yennefer must feel this nothingness towards me that I feel towards Essie, and no wonder she treats yeah. me like she does. Mm-hmm. Like that is just heartbreaking it's also just like actually one of the fucking most pa- most painfully relatable like internal monologues that girl kind of has because i don't you know i i mean i don't know about you guys but i um i feel like um these like like the these these emotions of like kind of like not being able to reciprocate how someone feels about you but like feeling bad about it because you know you have also like not had feelings reciprocated to you mm. I, I i don't know man i'm familiar with this 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 has happened i don't have random <laughs> people falling in love with me all that often but um <laughs> i i mean the... like not in this exact way but like <laughs> don't at me Aaron. like like <laughs> like 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 I don't, you know, I don't mean in this exact way, but like, know, you know, in the, in the, in the most literal kind of, you feel bad for like not feeling the same way that someone does about you mm. because you know that that sucks is yeah. actually, I mean, sure. Like, you know, like not, not to fucking overshare to the internet, but like, you know, I, I, I can confirm I have experienced that feeling in real life. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Completely get mm-hmm. where Geralt's coming from right now, basically. Yeah, no, I mean, it is legit. I'm like extremely human um to be stuck in this situation um i mean also the part where he can't conceive of yennefer actually loving him that's just really sad that's 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 depressing as shit and also really relatable Mm. that is the part that i find very relatable (laughs) (laughs) uh god we need help um Um, yeah, we but they have a very um, tender and sort of bittersweet moments where they just sort of hug it out and sit awkwardly in silence for a bit until and and Essie actually knows exactly what's going yes. on because she knows um, that Geralt can't reciprocate those feelings. And then Dandelion bundles yeah. in 
Well, and she's speaking English. And, you know, 
um i actually really like that like what you what you like what she says here like which you know like obviously is once again just the reference to the title of the fucking story and its basic yeah. point but like but basically she goes like you know um i love you too and what would love we without without like a little sacrifice and the reason why i like this is because in this particular context it, like it strongly just implied that the little sacrifice is please do not in fact do manifest destiny on the ocean <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then um, Assy and Geralt and Dandelion all decide to to leave the little town. So they're they're riding away from town, and and, and Dandelion's being his his usual. He's trying chatty. to cheer them up because they're yeah. being very weirdly quiet and like you know unnatural about it. Like yes, until yeah. until Dandelion basically just has fucking enough, and he goes like right. Enough, I'm gonna go fishing. <laughs> you guys have a talk and then do what's necessary, Just implying basically bang the shit out of each other. Like Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, okay, this is this is how it's phrased in the English one, which is um basically tell each okay, I've had enough by the gods, I'm up to here with you, up to here, very well. Listen, I'm gonna break myself off a hazel rod and go fishing, and you will have some time to yourselves. You'll be able to tell each other everything, tell each other everything, try to understand each other, it's not as difficult as you think, and after that, by the gods, do it. Do it with him, pop it. Do yeah. it with her, Geralt, and be good to her. Like, like yeah, legit. Like, like yeah. the the Lufainian is very similar. It just it's that goes like, and then in the name of all the gods, do what is necessary. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, pop it. Yes, Geralt, and then please be good to her. <laughs> like, yeah, and then goddammit, either you guys will stop, or or like not even yeah, you guys will yeah, stop, but like, and then you'll get the gods lead it. <laughs> Yeah. So they do. Yeah. Yes, by the gods they did it, she and he, and everything was alright. Like, which is just, is an interesting moment, because it's just like, you know, Geralt is decidedly not into her in the same sense that she is. Um, but, like, he does it anyway, mm. because a little sacrifice or something. Mm-hmm. He basically, he basically, you know, like, he basically no. performs sexual Don't mutual you aid. dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no, but like, you know, that, that's 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 exactly what it is. He he it's has sex with someone is. she's not. He's he has sex with someone he's not really attracted to out of generosity. <laughs> mm. Right, and then on to the very end after they, by God, they do it. The next day, they're um, going to part ways. Um, so they have um, what they kind of a, a what they call ceremonial dinner. They they, they steal a pot and make themselves um, make themselves a, a stew, I guess. And yeah. um, and <clears throat> they, they have a lovely meal together, and they they laugh and they talk and they have a singing contest, and everybody's just there's having... there's an interesting bit of foreshadowing here as well. Um, oh? like like this is where the story becomes less of a DLC and more actually an important part of the story of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um. It has a sentence that goes, In the morning, every one of them was preparing to embark on their own ways, looking for what they already had, uh, but didn't know about. It's a bit of a lot of surprise. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. in, in Geralt's case, like, it's very obvious what Geralt embarks on next, because the next story is a sort of destiny. But mm. I'm actually fascinated by the fact that, like, it's implied that all three of them find something like this. And 
we never find out what Dandelion, for instance, finds. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So that's just interesting to keep in mind. Yeah. Because maybe there's hints later on in the story that, like, I've never noticed before. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah. So they have sort of this one last lovely night together, eating and drinking and singing, and, uh, Essie kind of curls up next to... Oh my god, my brother needs to stop trying to fucking call me. (laughs) Sorry, I've lost my sound again. That's fine. But on the last page as well. (laughs) Yes, literally. Hello? Aaron? We're on the last page as well. Yeah, I'm back now. My brother tried to call me again. Cool. I know, I know. Um, I, yeah, it's not my life if I'm not if I'm going more than a few hours without my brother trying to call me, so it's fine. Um, I'll call him in a minute. Um, so, right, yeah, so they have this one last lovely night. Um, they have the singing contest and they eat and they drink and Essie curls up next to Geralt and goes to sleep. And, and um, Dandelion starts composing a song of, of a witcher who falls in love with a poet and the beauty and power of their love and nothing, not even death, can destroy it. Um, yes. Um, I personally find very amusing the last paragraph of the story. In the morning, when it was dark, <laughs> like the campfire was approached by a hungry and very angry werewolf. After approaching, he noticed that it was Dandelion that was sitting there. So he listened for a bit. And then decided to go away. <laughs> Dandelion is implied. And we'll not talk about the paragraph before that because it doesn't exist. Yes. Dandelion is implied to be so thin there is nothing to eat. Oh, I, I always took that as just being this like lovely little nod to the way that Dandelion's got plot armor. <laughs> yeah, that's as well. <laughs> Personally, I'm just interpreting it as there is literally so little meat on Dandelion that the werewolf is like, nah, I'm gonna go. (laughs) It's all skin and bones. (laughs) So now we've got to talk about the ending, ending. It doesn't exist. Uh, so, 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 so the short story is, guys, Essie, Essie actually, like, Dandelion composes a ballad about how a witcher and a poet fell in love, but actually, in, in real life, it turns out that four years later, Essie dies. Of smallpox. Of smallpox. In a, like, like, and, and, and it's, this is, this is incredible as well, because, like, she sort of manages to die before any of the interesting stuff happens. Like, like... It's not she, even of the Catriona plague or anything. Yeah, it's, it's the last plague before the Nilfgaardian Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a pointless, silly death. Yeah. It's just, she deserved better. Yeah. I will, I, I think will, that's the whole point of it. I will say I this. I will say this. I will say this. I, I don't, I, I, I personally am not actually that angry at this because, like, while I like Essie as a character and I think that, like, she might have been underutilized in some sense. Mm. Okay, but people do, like, I mean, okay, I'm gonna make a nod to G.R.R. Martin here. People do sometimes just die. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, it fits in like with the fridging. lore and the theme. It just feels like a fridging. I mean, it kind of does, but also this is a DLC story, and she is a DLC character. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, Essie. I love you, but you're a DLC character. <laughs> like, 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 I'm, I'm like, I'm like, mostly joking, but there's also something there to be said for like how. I mean, like, I think it's just like speaking to like the morbid nature of Geralt's fascination with her, and how it's just largely inconsequential in the grand scheme of the world. Well, actually, the reverse. It's the morbid, na- morbid nature of her fascination with Geralt. 
I mean, yeah, this, um, this, this, this. Well, I think he did find her interesting. Oh, uh, but, this, uh, but yeah, this it's line, true. This, yeah. this, this. Okay, one, I guess we need to talk about how like incredibly stupidly brave, but stupid it was for Dandelion to just waltz into a city in the midst of an epidemic. Oh yeah, Dandelion just waltz, waltzes into the city and carries her out. Yeah, like because he's got plot armor, um, just like the werewolf leaves him alone. And yeah, because smallpox is like one of the most infectious diseases. Yeah. Maybe half elves have immunity. He might have had a mild case um, as a child or something, and now he's immune. But Jesus. Yeah, it could have got cowpox or yeah. something. It's always yeah. shagging milkmaids, probably. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no lot, no lie. Like, um, so that's that's great. By the way, that's fantastic. That that is fucking friendship. Yeah. Like, um, and stupid. And stupid. Um, and he carries her out as she's dying, so she won't be cremated with the corpses there. And she asks to be buried with her loot and. Her sky blue pearl, the pearl from which she was never parted. Yeah. So this this we also need to talk about because like the first the first time you read this, Erin, and the second time I read this, it kind of did really read as like a kind of actually kind of infuriating moment of Essie dies obsessed with Geralt. Dies at the age of twenty two. Mm. Dies at the age of twenty two, obsessed with this fucking hundred year old witcher who yeah. just goes about yeah. causing problems for everyone. Never thinks of her again. <laughs> And never thinks of her again as well. Like, and never meets with her again. Nothing. Literally mm-hmm. nothing. Like, frankly, it's debatable to what degree he thought of her to start with. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, because, because, like, I mean, I mean, like, to be fair, maybe, like, we, maybe let's start with actually that, like, you know, there's perhaps something, some questions to be asked about, like, the morality of Geralt's behavior. Like, because, like, okay, so, yeah, as I say, I mentioned this to you, like, before we started recording, but, like, um, like, like, on this read, I don't, I don't feel so angry at Geralt, because I think he was just trying to, like, be considerate and kind after that initial being a dick for no reason at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. But, let it, let it, let's talk about Geralt's sexual mutual aid. Um, <laughs> like, in that, I'm like, never not um, gonna laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> Let let's let's talk about like when he has sex with 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 Essie, despite not really, actually feeling all that much for her, just because it's, well, as the Lufanian translation put it, it's the thing that's necessary, yes. <laughs> like it's the little sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the story, Sapic, if you will, constructs a narrative that essentially that is kind of the right thing to do because just just because like you know like 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 narratively it reflects like Geralt doesn't really think of her ever again it's just the fact that you know she dies somewhere far away so yeah. here's all the attention i'm paying to mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah but like but like also like sapic kind of like does like you know kind of seem to radiate towards us a point over the story of it was the right right decision for Geralt to ultimately sleep with her just so you know she can have at least that essentially yeah but like okay this is this is just me and like i mean like i'm i'm just asking questions here i don't actually know what the correct answer is but doesn't that seem like a little bit cynical in the sense that like in the sense that like but the truth of the matter is the girl did not love her um he spent this entire story basically complaining internally about the fact that she's not Yennefer. <laughs> like like isn't having sex with her in that light essentially a kind of horrible lie? I mean, is it though? Because Essie knows that he doesn't. That's also true. Because it yeah, says that, like, like, the I mean... specific wording, right? Yeah, Essie is aware for what it's worth of how he actually feels. So I don't know. She at to... least gets like some semblance of gratification. Yeah. Out of it. She has a memory <laughs> to hold on to. Because I mean, the specific, the 
I just recording uh, is they stood hold, holding hands and the witcher spoke, spoke softly for a long time and little eyes, little eye was full of tears. So I think he did tell her exactly what his deal is. Yeah, like this is true. Like, so, you know, I personally, yeah, as I say, personally, I do come down to Geralt is actually trying to be kind and honest and like, and I do think that he's being clear and like, and that Essie knows that this doesn't mean that to him Mm -hmm. right but like but again i'm just asking questions is there not something (laughs) i mean what's the word not great like is it is it in this is that is this not like a form of like again maybe not really giving her false hope because again she's aware Mm -hmm. on a rational level Mm -hmm. that like like not really rationally giving her false hope but like emotionally giving her false hope (sighs) see Right, well, famously, I hated this story the first time I read it, right? Like, and I think that that was largely because I read, um, so I read A Shard of Ice, Eternal Flame, and this back-to-back on the same day. So I was still feeling all the Shard of Ice feelings when I read this. So I was just furious with Geralt through this whole story when I read it. Because it's just like, no, I know exactly what you're feeling because I just finished reading exactly what you're feeling how could you even be <laughs> contemplating you know going off with with essie when you know you can never feel anything for her and when you're like completely caught up in yen and but i yeah this time because we've taken a week between each story being able to assess it on its own terms and sort of also recognizing how long in the chronology it must have been since a shard of ice i don't know i don't think it's giving her false hope even emotionally because like What's the alternative? That thing of being hung up on someone who you'll always regret never having been with? Okay, but like again, um, I don't, I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> um, like, um, <laughs> um, regret never having been with. I don't feel is the like correct phrasing here because Essie is not entitled to be with Gerald. Mm. Mm. It's like if if Geralt had never slept with her, it would have been Geralt who'd have been the one doing the rejecting, if you will. So it's like it's 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 not really <laughs> like it it, it 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 can't really be regret if you weren't the one making the choice. True. Like so, I don't think regret is the right word. Like what I'm basically just saying is that like I don't know what I'm basically perhaps trying to ask is if you're trying to just let someone down gently, and your two options are letting someone down gently and still having sex with them just like this once, just to make them feel better, and um and like you know you're consenting to this, you're even probably having fun, like you know this is that that it's not it's not you know a bad situation. You're doing this voluntarily, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but the other alternative is just letting them gen- down gently and not doing anything with them. I mean, realistically, Aaron, which one of those is like more likely to leave Essie with a lot of <laughs> unresolved feelings? Yeah, I think I'm just saying. Yeah, I think it just depends on the person in question. Some people really do get caught up on the things they didn't do, whether it was their choice or not. And some people would get caught on the fa- up on the fact that they did end up having sex with them. <sighs> And I'm just saying that Essie just feels like the kind of person who is so deeply emotional about everything, by our own admission in this story, mm-hmm. that, I don't know, man, all I'm saying is that I probably wouldn't have done what Geralt did, mm-hmm. just because I would have been worried about her own feeling. Yeah, and that's legitimate. I mean, I think 
the story doesn't suffer for this because I don't think we needed to see it. But like the interpretation, I think, suffers for the fact that we don't know what they talked about when they talked. Yes, but we know Essie was also upset by it. She's upset by everything all the time here. Like, yes. um, yeah. like I, I, I don't think Geralt, to be clear, I don't, I come down on the, on the, on the, you know, conclusion of I don't think Geralt did anything wrong as such. Like, no, I don't think he did. It's not his fault that she's... Yeah. Yeah, you know. it's it's not his fault. Like none none of this is, in any way, Geralt's fault. And I do think that Geralt was being honest and kind, whenever like again after that initial being a bit of a dick at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they 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 both went in eyes wide open. Yeah, yeah, but also at the same time, you know, like 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 uh, I I think it's like a kind of an answered question whether Geralt made the right decision here. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. God. I, I, I used don't... to blame Dandelion a lot, a lot more in my analysis of this story, but actually, like, I think that Dandelion, if anything, was just fucking sick and tired of Geralt complaining yes, all the time about everything yes, and just try to fucking, like, tell him to get to shit or get off the pot and some things. Yeah, I think it's also, like... <laughs> like yeah, I think Dandelion's behavior is completely legitimate. Because, like, all Dandelion does yeah. is say, like, one, Geralt, stop acting like you're some strange freak. You're not. You've got a few physical differences, but you're, like, so normal that you're boring. Two, stop acting yeah. like people are only interested in you because you're some kind of circus freak. You're not. Get over it. Three, you two are being childish. Shit or get off the pod. That's really all Dandelion did. Four, four <laughs> stop whining about Yennefer. It's been like five years. Yeah, also she's... She, also, as far as... Like, Dandelion doesn't understand, I don't think, like, the stuff about destiny and no but like also fuck the stuff about destiny when you think about it like yen was horrible to Geralt. oh yeah absolutely she like throws shit at him and cheats on him like 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 Geralt was also horrible to her yeah i think it's the kind of situation where like like don't get me wrong i am a yen alt shipper till the end i think they're destined to be together i think they're wonderful together all of this but also yen is horrible to him and he is horrible to her like yes. until they basically yes. just grow up and learn not to be yes like well, for all of those like couple of days while they're physically together they're just like enacting like, their trauma and having no models for functional yeah. relationships it's not that they're bad people exactly exactly like like i love them but they're dicks and they're especially dicks to each other yes like and of course um, dandelion being a normal like, human being seeing this is like stop like a normal and like okay a fuck boy but also one who like understands human relationships mm-hmm. so like he sees this and he goes like guys what the fuck yeah. <laughs> like yeah 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 no uh dandelion and, uh, i excuse completely actually like that's my take yeah. um Geralt, i also excuse but i just don't know if he made the right decisions here like as I say, I don't make conclusions. I'm just re- asking questions. <laughs> Debate me, internet. <laughs> but there's there's another thing here. The, this last thing we need to talk about, which is the the way she never parted from his pearl. Yes. I mean, it's a nice necklace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay. So, like, to be totally honest, like, in this in this reread of it, I did kind of end up like settling on my take is. The fact that four the four years later she was still wearing this necklace isn't. I mean, like you know, as we said in previous rereads, it's it it seemed a lot like she dies still obsessed with Geralt. But but okay, just it could hear just me be that she this. has nice memories of it. She just has just nice memories of this this time in Bremervord, and and it's a fucking pearl necklace, 
you know? <laughs> like I know, I know. It's like, the way it's written. That she asked buried with two, th- uh, as she had asked buried two things with her, her loot and her sky blue pearl, period. The pearl from which she was never parted, period. It's the way it's written and the intention. I will, I will say this. She also, she also died only like four years later. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly like she wasted her life being in love with him. Like, it's more that, like, she was fucked over by smallpox. Yes. Like, like, you know, four years is not that long a time in the grand scheme of things. Like, 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 uh, and considering how hard she had fallen for Geralt, I think it's, like, almost understandable that, like, four years later she still had a few, you know, like, residual feelings. Like, I, I actually think that there is a very possible scenario here, which is very upsetting, which is that like, she was actually, at last, slowly reaching the point where she was getting over him, and then died. Oh god, did you have to make this sadder than it already was? <laughs> <laughs> On, On that, that note, Essie deserved better. Um, Essie deserved better. Yes. I know I was joking earlier, but she did. Yes. I mean, I get why he had to kill her, though, right? Because we can't have loose ends going into the main plot because this is where the meandering short stories we've got two short stories left in this collection uh next time we will be discussing um the sword of destiny which is where shit starts getting real um but but this is basically the end of the sort of meandering episodic period of this series the next two short stories are basically setting up for blood of elves and then it is full bore five books of plot yep indeed so this is sort of marks sort of the end of end of an era with, with these stories um no more beach vacations and dragon hunts for us no more vacations of any kind for Carol. yes <laughs> ever again he's going into full-time being a dad yes yeah <laughs> yes so yes yeah. so on that note um that is our show thank you so much for joining us um and next time we will be discussing um, the Sword of Destiny, which is our first introduction to Siri. So we'll be looking forward yes. to that. Um, our music is Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Perny and Miloslav Kolar, which you can find at freemusicarchive.org. Um, and you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr as at the Witcher Cast or email us at castapodcherwitcher at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. Bye.